Hello, I'm Jeremy McMahon, meditation teacher, Tibetan Buddhist scholar, and audio engineer. And welcome to Meditating with Friends, a podcast where we explore meditation through friendly conversation. Each episode includes a guided meditation that you are invited to join. If you enjoy this podcast and are interested in working with me one-on-one to help deepen your meditation practice, check out my website, jeremymcmindfulness.com. Now, enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. It's your boy, Jeremy McMindfulness, here with another very special episode of Meditating with Friends. Uh, this week, it really honors me to have uh, Zeeshan Malik on the show. Um, Zeeshan is the founder, uh, and as he describes uh, himself as the head curator of Brandathon, a really, really cool company uh, that basically does these workshops like weekend workshops for small startups small companies that can't afford a full rebrand campaign uh and so they pack it all into a weekend so he's really out there helping helping the little guys which is awesome and he gets uh, a bit more into that uh also i just i want to thank zishan for being really open about his like personal struggles and anxiety so that's always greatly appreciated and uh you know it's it's nice when we can feel comfortable enough to open up with each other right so again Zeeshan, thanks for that level of openness really think you're going to enjoy the show uh we also talk about <laughs> mace swinging <laughs> and exercise in general you know another favorite topic of of this podcast so yeah Again, Zeeshan is a great dude. I think you're really going to like him. Uh, check out Brandathon in the description below. Uh, just some other things. I guess really the only other thing is that I want to do my weekly gratitude practice. So this week I just want to say that I'm grateful uh, that I had my birthday over the weekend. And I was grateful to, I'm grateful to have um, a weekend filled with friends and uh you know good food and good times and good drink (laughs) and uh yeah it was it was awesome it was an awesome time so thank you uh to everybody that made that possible um so yeah but anyway enough of me blabbering let's get into this episode check it out Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Meditating with Friends. It is your friend, Jeremy McMindfulness, here with uh, Zeeshan Malik. Zeeshan, how are you doing today? I'm doing okay, Jeremy. You know, uh, it's a nice little murky day in New York City. Uh, uh, I know it's so murky, but but you know, I kind of love it too. Sometimes if it's just too sunny and nice, and you. Uh, you, you know, you, you sometimes I just like hiding in the shadows, you know, like today. So, <laughs> yeah, I've definitely felt that with the, these past two days of just being like, oh, I just want to sleep. I don't want to do anything. <laughs> for sure. Um, but Zeeshan, thank you so much uh, for being here. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, now, Zeeshan, I sh- should have asked you this before we started recording, but you are you the... F- What's your title for Brandathon? Are you the founder? Are you the CEO? Uh, yeah, yeah, what's your I, title? I, I kind of, you know, for for the suits, I tell them that you know I'm founder and head of curation, and so Ooh. what that basically means is, you know, I founded this little LLC called Brandathon, mm-hmm. so I am the founder, but then I'm you know head of curation in that the the way this weekend works is I basically select companies that I like and then kind of handpick creative teams and mentors to rebrand them over a weekend. So the mm. other title I have is head of curation, which is kind of mm. corny, but I feel like it's pretty accurate for what I do. Um, yeah. I mean, the, it sounds like it. And could you explain a bit more like uh, just about the process of like, how, sure, do you, yeah. how, how do you find these companies? How do you find these mentors? Like uh, I'm pretty fascinated. I feel like I, I kind of have an idea of what Brandathon is about, but yeah, I just would love to hear more details about it. 
Yeah, I think the best way, without being too verbose, um, the best way to kind of explain it is maybe just going a few steps back. So, um, you know, from 2010 to 2015, I actually co-founded an ad agency with with a partner. Mm-hmm. Um, it was called Melee Media. And mm-hmm. while running this agency, you know, I learned a lot about what I liked and disliked about the advertising world, as well as mm-hmm. what I was good and bad at, frankly. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, by the time 2015 came around, I kind of realized a few things that, you know, really cool startups that I would love to help couldn't afford my ad agency because, you know, we live in New York City. People mm-hmm. deserve to get paid well. Uh, mm-hmm. But it just never turned into work. We were, were only able to work with corporations. Um, also, I realized that, like, I fucking sucked at running a company <laughs> and that, like, I wasn't very good at, you know, like, micromanaging uh, or, like, and I, sometimes you have to be a middleman and it just gets, like, really seedy and, Mm-hmm. Sometimes I felt like I was selling snake oil, you know. Um, mm. And so out of those feelings, uh, you know, I kind of had this idea of, a, of Brandathon, kind of re-incentivizing why great creatives and cool stars come together in the first place. So the concept I had is, you know, uh, perhaps we can charge companies like a small rate and like loop them into a weekend where we kind of incentivize creatives to work on things that really matter to them rather than just working on like – Pepsi, Frito-Lay, Walmart, which, you know, may pay the bills, mm. but maybe we can put them on things that really, you know, stoke that flame in their heart and mm. get them at a rate that it's like a fraction of what we would normally, of what they would normally charge a corporation. So mm. basically, so the concept is that you kind of bring everyone together for a weekend. We're not messing with people's daytime, weekday money. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're definitely inviting them to come to like a high impact weekend where for the creatives, it's a big challenge you know, but they are also incentivized to do blue sky thinking. And for the startups, it's kind of like, Hey, you know, you're along for the ride. You're, we want to hear your opinions, but to be clear, our creatives and our mentors really drive this experience. And so we've kind of, uh, through brands, we've kind of re-incentivized how the creative process kind of works. There isn't any micromanaging or any of that kind of shit. Mm. Uh, so that's, I think, kind of core to what we're doing here. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's, that sounds really awesome. And then, you know, as a big fan of the creative process, you know, I, I, I definitely think, uh, you know, that is really the important, the, the important thing in, in, uh, in, in this type of work, right. Is, is the creative process. Yes. I mean, you know, I, I think we've all had those feelings of having your soul sucked and, Sometimes it's like, it's, it's weird when in the creative agency world, sometimes you're fed really poor ideas and then you just have to do them because you need to make that almighty dollar. And mm-hmm. it happens, I think, way more often than people would like to admit, you know, we've done our own polling at Brandathon and, you know, our creatives have told us that they dislike 70% of what they do day to day at their day jobs. Wow. Um, so, you know... It's, and who wants to live that type of fucking existence? Like, you know, if you just like 70% of what you're doing during the day hours, during the week, you know, and you do that for years and years and years, you know, you can do the math. It's going to be an unfulfilling life. Yeah. I mean, that's would be like 70% of a good chunk of your life. That totally, you didn't yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I think it's so cool that like you also, you know, came up with this idea, you know, to help more of the creative side, like after, you know, having the experience of being in that, like, you know, a regular ad agency. And like you said, um, you know, recognizing what you liked about it and what you didn't like about it, recognizing, you know, also being honest with yourself about what you were good at and what you're not good at, which I think is, uh, you know, really important in a world where, you know, everybody kind of tries to be everything at the same time. A lot of the times it feels like, so that's really awesome and really inspiring actually that, you know, you were able to, to create this thing that, that now you're super passionate about after you went through the experience of, yeah, kind of living that normal corporate ad life. Yeah. I mean, even just to be a bit more transparent, I mean, 2015 was a pretty crazy year for me personally, outside Mm of, uh, not being crazy or definitely outside of not being thrilled about what I was doing day to day. Um, you know, I had an ex business partner who's now a good friend of mine. It took a few years, Mm -hmm. but, um, Mm -hmm. we, we weren't really feeling each other. So I was kind of going through a breakup there. Right. Right. Uh, And then also I had like, you know, a partner partner, like I, I had a, 
I had a girlfriend and mm-hmm. uh, we weren't really feeling each other. Uh, and then I went through some health things where like I got into mm-hmm. a bad bicycle accident, got a MRSA infection. If you don't know what that is, look it up. It's like the worst wow. skin infection you can possibly get. Mm-hmm. And like my knee was messed up, you know, and uh, I won't go too into that, but it was, it, it, it got serious. And so like all these things are happening more or less at once. And so I think, um, you know, for anyone out there that's struggling or going through a hard time, um, first off, I feel for you. Second, you know, that's a place where you can really find out about what you're really made of. I mean, when things really break down uh, and like you're kind of, you're like really stripped down to like your main essences and you have to like, they kind of build yourself back up. That's when I, where I was at, where I was like, you know what, fuck it. I've actually nothing to lose. Like when I was really stripped down to like my barest form, and I thought about what I wanted to do. I was just like, you know, I really want to do this and I don't care. Like or nothing's going to prevent me from trying it, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So just, just anyone that's listening, it's like, you know, you can hopefully when your back's against the wall, you know, that's a place where you can really find out about yourself. It can be really scary, but if you can get, get over that hump, uh, there's great things ahead. Yeah, I definitely ditto that, man. I mean, uh, I've, I feel that whenever I've been, it's funny, like looking back at my life and like how a lot of times, like what are seemingly like the hardest times of my life, I'm also kind of the most nostalgic for, you know, because like I kind of, I kind of see like what, even though in the moment at that time, like it sucked, like I see what I got out of it. Well, what's, what's the time that really sucked for you, if you're willing to share? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, um, I mean, after I graduated with, from college, it was pretty tough, because, uh, like, right when I graduated from, well, I graduated from college, and then I went to Nepal for, like, a year, and then I came back from nepal and was just like living at home so it was like sort of this period in between uh living in nepal and living in new york city um and yeah it was a kind of uh, you know uh well I, luckily i didn't get in a bad back bike accident or have health problems but it was like mirrored that like your situation in a way like i was also in a relationship and that like that didn't really seem to be working out. We didn't really seem to be on the page or same, be on the same page. And yeah, it's sort of like after that relationship ended in particular, it was sort of like, well, I have nothing, you know, like, yeah, but from nothing I can create something. And then that was like, when I got like the balls to actually like try to move to New York, I was like, you know what? I want to live in New York city. <laughs> and, and I was like, you know, I went up to visit it and like, I was visiting my cousin and a friend and I was like, this place is awesome. Like, I feel like this is where I want to be. And you know, lo and behold, here I am nine years later, <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, man. So yeah. So it's, yeah. So again, to anyone listening out there, like, you know, if you're struggling through something, I know it's tough. Cause like, you know, the kind of the last thing, <laughs> if things are really shitty, like, uh, the, probably the last thing you, you want somebody to say is like, Oh, you'll look back on this fondly. But like, uh, you know, it, it's true. You know, you, in these moments it, it does become, you know, there, there can through all the murk and the sadness and, you know, the craziness there can all of a sudden a certain clarity can come and, you can kind of figure out what you want to do. Yeah. I mean, I actually, you know, I feel like life is one of these things where, you know, as we get older, there's going to be more challenges and more confusing things are going to happen. It's just the way it works, whether that's family stuff or whatever, personal health things for myself, you know, I kind of recently moved back here, Mm -hmm. moved back to New York from LA and people are always asking me, I mean, it's like the question I get the most on like, whether it's on dating apps or when I'm meeting new people or whatever, uh-huh. uh, people are always just like, what was that? So what was LA like? Or like, did what you like more like LA or New York? Or like, you know, I always get that, fu- yeah. that fucking question and kind of drives me a bit crazy, but it comes from a genuine place. Right. Mm-hmm. And I got to say like LA was, uh, you know, frankly speaking, LA was a mixed thing for me. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's not like New York here in New York. It's like, yo, I could literally 
jump into a cab and see you in five minutes. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, right. and like see your face and their smile and laugh. And whereas, you know, in LA, I didn't really know many people and it was kind of lonely. I mean, yeah. I had a big void in my heart. And, um, mm. but you know, I, what I had to do is I had to kind of spend a bit more time by myself and I did. And like, I'd go mm-hmm. on hikes by myself or go to the beach by myself or watch a movie by myself. You know, I'm a social guy. Right. Yeah. But, um, and then the pandemic happened. So I feel like <laughs> LA perfectly prepared me for what we all just, uh, you know, uh, and, and, you know, I kind of am a better person for it. I feel like I'm doing New York a bit better than, or in a way more healthier way. That's way more healthier to my body. Yeah. You know, um, you can always <laughs> justify going out to that next party and networking and yada, yada, yada. For, for all, per, you know, go do it. Yeah. I think for myself, it's it's definitely now. I'm 36 years old. I gotta rest. I gotta recuperate. My heart feels like I'm 19, but my body is very much 36. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. One thing I think about quite a bit these days. I feel that man. I've actually been very much on that kind of tip myself, and that like, yeah, you can. I mean, that's that's the double-edged i guess sword of new york is that like you know there's endless things to do endless people to see like endless parties to go to and bars and all that stuff but like you have to you have to cut yourself off (laughs) you know you can't you can't do that all the time and i have just been enjoying like really like you know getting to bed by like midnight waking up at like eight o'clock in the morning seven o'clock eight o'clock in the morning you know getting a decent amount of sleep you know and maybe that's just because i'm old and boring now <laughs> but, <laughs> but, no, but i feel like the science i mean you know the science shows it's like it seems like rest is like you know it, it's crazy important i mean i know that some people some of the most successful people like sleep four or five hours a day because they were just always thinking about money and god bless them for it but it sounds like for a healthy body you know it sounds like you know that's how like you know through sleep and through REM sleep and this is how you process stuff this is how you also uh you know like detoxify your body and Mm -hmm. that's how you heal say you have an injury you got to rest like you know sleep is core so you know i'm one of these people that usually sleeps just naturally six hours max a day, but like I'm mm. trying to do a better job of just like laying there, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Taking the melatonin, whatever, just get some goddamn rest, you know? Yeah. I, um, I've actually been taking my sleep a lot more seriously and hence, cause like, I mean, you know, in the like middle of pandemic, I was like, you know, it was bad, you know, like I was not falling asleep till like five or six o'clock in the morning and like waking up in like, you know, two or three o'clock in the afternoon. And, uh, I, I've basically spent the summer, like kind of trying to get my sleep schedule correct. And God, it's like, it's really made a world of difference. Um, and I think now, you, you know, I've, I've sort of, always trying to figure out like my mental health stuff and you know i never i was like well as long as i get eight hours of sleep or you know seven hours eight hours of sleep i'll be fine but it's like i don't know being in sync with the day like getting the sunlight you know going to bed like not staying up super late not getting up super late like it's really i think it's really helped my mental health a lot hey hey, one thing i I noticed when we were at um you know, we have a mutual friend, Sonny, we were at his mm-hmm. birthday or, well, maybe it was that. I just remember recently you were like, yo, I, I need to go see the sunset. Can you, can you unpack that a bit more for me? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I actually, I was going to recommend, um, if you want to go like deep into the science of sleep, you should check out this, uh, guy, Andrew Huberman and his podcast. He's like a neuroscientist from Stanford okay. and he, like his first four podcast episodes and they're all like an hour and a half to two hours are just all about like the science of sleep and like how to, you know, maximize the benefits of sleep. But basically he, he's a big proponent of getting sunlight in your eyes. Like when you first wake up, ideally within like the first couple hours of when the sun has risen, because it's something about how, the like the spectrum of like the color of light at that time due to like the angle of the sun compared to the earth like that 
like resets your circadian rhythm or basically lets you know, like tells your brain like, oh, this is when I should be waking up. Hmm. But, but then when you go watch the sunset, that tells your brain that, oh, it's time to like start prepping for bed. And the thing that made me really want to start doing it um, regularly, and I try to do it every day, is that, you know, the whole like blue light thing, you know, blue light keeps you awake, like our screens and stuff, you know, it doesn't completely, um, you know, get rid of blue light keeping you awake, but it definitely helps like buffer the effect of blue light. Um, and I mean, as much as I know, like people are like, oh, you know, you should turn off your devices like two hours before bedtime. I mean, (laughs) I guess I've just kind of committed to the lifestyle of like, well, no, I I need to watch something before I go to bed. Like my my day is not complete until like I've watched like a movie or a TV show or something. So like, and I'm right there with you, man. (laughs) you know, and I've kind of, I've accept, you know, it's a lifestyle choice that I made. (laughs) So like, uh, so whatever I can do to like mitigate the negative effects of that lifestyle choice, I'm all for, but also it's great because you get to see the sunset and yeah, you know, it's, it's awesome. And I mean, I just, I've just been so into sun exposure and, you know, I, I started off this summer being like, I'm going to get really tan as, <laughs> as kind of like a joke. Uh, and I thought it'd be funny. Uh, but I actually like legitimately think that it really helped my mental health, uh, you know, spending that time outside. Spending Dude, that you time are, in the I mean, legitimately the tannest white guy, one of the tannest white guys right now. <laughs> you know I mean, you are out there in the sun all the goddamn time. Yeah, dude. And I'm like freaking out now that it's like, uh, I'm like, what am I going to do in the winter and the fall? Like, oh my God. Let's go tanning, man. Let's go to a yeah. tanning salon. Yeah. Let's just get fake tans yeah let's do it man let's well yeah i was talking to my friend and he was like oh you should go out to long island to a tanning salon there that'd be like the real deal (laughs) but yeah let's do it Uh, i'm down um but i mean what you're saying about rest too like uh you know for me um you know, meditation is, uh, I mean, it can be very restful and I don't know for oftentimes it's, it's very, for me personally, it's, uh, it's, it's very energetic. It gives me a lot of energy. Like I don't generally meditate at night because it will keep me awake. Actually. I'm the exact same way. I mean, it's, it's, uh, when I do meditate, you know, it's a, a daytime or afternoon kind of thing. I definitely cannot do it at night. I mean, sorry, I generally do not unless like it's a group setting or just timing wise, I kind of have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I do meditate, it's usually, it's usually like that. Like instead of maybe drinking a coffee, it'll be like a two, 3 PM thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I get like that second wind from it. Um, so yeah, I'm the, I'm the same way. Yeah. Um, and when you meditate, uh, can I ask, what do you normally do? You know, it, it always depends. I think the, I mean, just one thing that kind of comes to mind, what I've been doing a little bit more recently, um, and this is like a bit of a story, like there was a large part of my life where I have a weird relationship with like the beat of my heart, frankly. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, uh, it's like in a good place now, but going back maybe seven, eight years ago, it was something like the beat, when I could sense my heart beating, it would actually scare me. Mm. And it's something that I, I frankly wanted to avoid hmm. um, for a lot of different reasons. I mean, uh, I'm sure there's mortality. There's, so there's you know, there's certain heart issues I run in my family. Sometimes I'm just like, oh, man, am I having a heart issue? There's, I've had panic attacks before. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, the heart's been something that's just like, man, as long as it's not bugging me, like, the less I hear of it, the better, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, you know, about five, six years ago, I, I did this, like – 43 minute long heartbeat meditation where it was just like literally the the facilitator was just like all right like listen to your heart and i was like Mm. what and so then (laughs) you know and it was it was such a rush i mean it's something like it was pretty cool like there's also like some really great guitar like 
uh, tunes like accompanying this like heartbeat meditation and mm-hmm. and you know the first two three four five minutes were crazy over the top uncomfortable but then it kind of broke through and you know anyways I mentioned all that because ever since then uh, that'll be something I do pretty often and like I mm. I like you know I accept the beat of my heart and like and it's like you know really personal and you it's very grounding all that all that good stuff like you're here on earth and your heart is beating so. That's what I do yeah. to kind of for like that grounding and energy feel. It's, it's also kind of like it's that it's one sound you can concentrate on. I'm, I'm not one of those meditators that's very good at like not thinking about anything. I mean, I know that's a very hard thing to do in general. I'm, I, I definitely am more into doing meditations where you focus on one thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's something that I can really get into. Uh, so that's one I do pretty often. And maybe sometimes I'll do a mantra or, Sometimes I'll, I like to sing a lot, you know, in general. So yeah, anything I can, <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> so anything I can, that can be, a, you know, I'm, I'm into a good chant, you know, yeah. so those, those are, you know, on the, like, those are more like, those are meditations I, I do. But then also, you know, sometimes I don't do the typical meditation, but I'll like, you know, I, I like to run and I like to do things like that. And, you know, I, I definitely put running up there. Like sometimes I'll be tired as hell. I'll be like, you know, I'm just going to get my body moving mm-hmm. on some like tantric level, just like move your fucking body around. Mm-hmm, Anyways, mm-hmm. I, I find running sometimes can be crazy meditative for me. Just, you know, not listening to any music, literally just listening to like my breath and just like being at one with my body, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. And physical activity in general, I, I, I kind of throw it in the same boat. Like sometimes when I'm at my most tired is when I just get the hell out there. And it always, it always seems to work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, for me, like, yeah, I, I know for a lot of my life, I was either like, Oh, I I need to like, I'd either do meditation or exercise. And I just like never felt like I would really have time for both. Um, sure. which is, which is funny now. Cause I, now I'm in the habit of doing both and I'm like, what was I doing with my time? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> what, what, why was I so busy? Like, you know, but like, but yeah, I mean, I think they're for me, I know for me personally, like it, exercise is like fundamental, like for my mental health, like I've just accepted that, like, you know, I'm going to have to exercise regularly for the rest of my life in order to like be decent in the world (laughs) you know know? and that's it also like became actually way more motivating for me instead of being like oh i should exercise because i'm fat or whatever you know it's like uh oh no i'm gonna exercise for my mental health um and yeah like i i I gotta do it like i don't have a choice (laughs) you know (laughs) like i've just accepted that yeah, like, um, on that note, like during the pandemic, uh, or at least part part of the pandemic, I, I relocated to Philly just to be with my family. In between LA and New York, I was in Philly uh, with my family, and you know the first few months were obviously hard and weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, eventually my mo- I was just like, you know, mom, I know it's the pandemic, but like I really need to like I want to go to a gym, and she was just like do it. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like you need it. You know, I was like, but aren't you worried? I mean, you're always, she's like, I don't give a shit. Like you, you need to get out of here. And she was sensing a lot of frustration. And I think, you know, so uh, yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, man, I, I really need to just like work out my body in a variety of ways. And especially when it's cold out, it's like, you can't just run. I mean, running outside, I guess some people love that, but you know, when it's cold out, man, I need a gym. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like just so I can do multiple activities without, having my bones freeze, but again, teach their own. Yeah. Um, just I'm yeah. Really a gym guy during the winter months. I mean, I love, I love me. I mean, I've been, you know, since the pandemic, I haven't gone back to the gym. I was actually really bummed because like, right when the pandemic hit, I had just gotten back into weightlifting again and like, it just signed up for the Y and I was going to, to the sauna all the time. I remember like going to the sauna and like talking to the dudes in there about the pandemic and stuff. They're like, and that everything just got shut down, but I've just been, I've been working out at home now. Um, I got, I got really into, I finally got a kettlebell. 
Oh, and, nice. I'm, and I'm like really into that. And, uh, you know, I have my mace. Have you, have you seen my mace? Have I talked to you about my mace? I don't think you have. What's, what's okay. That? It's a, well, it's a mace. It's just like, <clears throat> it's just like a big, uh, steel stick with, um, uh, like a 10 pound ball on the end and you like swing it around, swing it around your back. And it's actually that style of exercise, like using maces and clubs and like, you know, kind of more swinging motions, um, actually is kind of, a well, I think it's originally from Iran, but it is like a South Asian thing. Oh, wow. Uh, like from Pakistan and India. And it's like, that's what the traditional, like, uh, wrestlers, uh, in that part of the world, that's what they use. They use a lot of these maces and like clubs and things to train. And then the British brought, you know, clubs back to, uh, Europe. Um, and they actually were pretty popular in like late 19th, early 20th century, like health culture. Um, but I really, really like, I like any of the, these swinging motions, like with, the. Um, with the kettlebell or the clubs, um, because it's just, I don't know, it just loosens you up more, um, in terms of the motion. Cause you, uh, instead of just like going in a linear path, like, like you normally do with weightlifting. Um, and also it's just for me, it's helped me like kind of with my body awareness and just kind of understanding like how, weight works you know <laughs> like swaying something around you really like kind of feel how your body like shifts to the like to one side when the weight of it's on the other side and yeah. sort of like getting into this flow i actually um i was talking to sunny about it um and i, I he was sounding interested in so i was gonna bring my clubs over to his place and uh <laughs> do a little routine with him uh, you know, if you ever want to join and try it out. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, this whole idea of having like, like when you were talking about mace at first, I was like, are you talking about like the rapper mace or you're talking about like yeah. the spray mace? You know, but you know, it wasn't any of those. It was a yeah. fucking, it was a mace, man. You're yeah. still a fucking mace. <laughs> yeah. That sounds dangerous, man. I mean, I, I, well, I mean, yeah. you got to keep it, you know, I, I, I think that's not dangerous. You just got to do it right. But it sounds like, you know, you got to have, be really concentrated it sounds like some uh, sounds like some gangster shit, and I mean, yeah, I, I'd be interested. It's, it's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, I mean, I always do it on. Well, with the clubs, I can get away with doing them in my room. The mace, it's like that's the a rooftop clubs, thing. The rooftop thing, yeah. The clubs I have are they're like made of wood and they're like two pounds, so they're like not that big of a deal. But the but the the ten pound steel thing swinging around, I'm like, <laughs> I actually. <laughs> I got, I'm like, well, I like, I know what I'm grabbing during the zombie apocalypse before I like uh, leave my apartment. I'm going to bring my mace with me. You know? sure, like, I mean. uh, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun and I'm, I'm really into it. So yeah, I'll, I'll keep you, I'll keep you in the loop. And uh, yeah, I was thinking maybe we could, you know, go over to Sonny's, hang out in his backyard and do it there. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm definitely open to, to trying it out for sure. Yeah. Um, I did want to talk about the heart meditation mm-hmm. um, because that's really interesting to me. Um, I've ac- I've never actually done that that type of practice before, um, but again, I mean, I've just been kind of obsessed with this a- Andrew Huberman podcast. But on another episode, he was actually talking about how focusing on your heartbeat um, is actually really good. Um, in terms of developing sort of, uh, I can't remember the word he used exactly, but basically by practicing that you're better able to perceive like your feelings of what's like going on inside of your body. Mm, because, that makes a lot of sense. You know, cause somebody, well, I'm like, I've on this big, you know, like body therapy kind of tip and like, I truly believe that like, you know, uh, that, emotions start their lives as physical sensations and then we kind of overlay our you know our word for whatever emotion you know like we feel you know we feel our heart begin to race and you know our breathing gets shortened and we're like okay now i'm anxious 
but you know, I feel like the physical symptoms of that happen, you know, before we slap the label on it. Uh, so I think just becoming in, you know, more intimate and more, yeah, more intimate with your like subtle physical sensations, um, you begin to gain better control over your emotions because, you know, you, you recognize your heart beating faster, you recognize your breath happening or your breath getting shorter and you're like, oh yeah, you know, this is anxiety. I've felt this before, you know, it's going to be fine. Um, so yeah, I think that that sounds like a really great practice. And it's also interesting too, with like how you are so hesitant to, to feel your heart. And I think a lot of people are actually way more hesitant to feel their body than they may think they are, you know? And I think that might be what, what prevents a lot of people could possibly be what prevents a lot of people from actually sitting down and meditating. Yeah. And, you know, just kind of unpacking that even a bit more, it's like, you know, what that makes me think about is it's, it's strange. I mean, this will be something I struggle with for the, probably the rest of my life or maybe struggles too over the top. I guess what I'm trying to get better at is just, you know, sometimes you know, something's wrong, but it, you don't want to say it out loud. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And th- that may happen in relationships. Like I don't say, say, like usually before, like say, like I'm I'm dating someone, and say maybe it ends. You kind of maybe have like, and then it ends, and you like look back, and you're like, oh man, like you know, you'll you'll be like, oh something was wrong actually, like right there, and like I wish I said something then, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it's interesting. It's like, and who knows? You kind of just have to let things go with the flow, right? But sometimes, especially with le- less with like myself but more so with like relationships where i'll i'll have a feeling but then i won't say it out loud and then i'll be like living in regret about like oh man i wish i like aired this out right then and there because like looking back there was an emotion a sensation a feeling that something was off and now going back to one's own body i mean it's interesting i'm a very sensitive guy and I, i like to think of myself as being someone that can take criticism that's open to hearing it But the Mm -hmm. truth of the matter is, you know, though I'm open to hearing criticism or having real talk, the fact is, unfortunately, that it also, no matter what, like takes me a couple days to, uh, to process and like deal with it. You know, like I've had some very real conversations over the past couple months and, you know, sometimes it will, it will go back to sleep, will impact my sleep. You know, I know that something has really affected me when I become sleepless, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, and then doubt that, that's when, especially when like I become a little bit sleepless, you know, I'll be like, all right, so I'll at least be able to be like, something is wrong. It's not that like my body's, it's like I'm processing something and like mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of something. So usually when I'm sleepless, it's like a key identifier of like something is wrong and I'll mm-hmm. get through it. It's going to be like this for a couple of days. It's all good. And usually that's how it works. And a couple of days later, I will have like my body will have processed it or something yeah. will have occurred. So, and with anxiety attacks, man, I've had some and they're scary as hell. And when I, when one's starting, I now know that, Hey, it's not like a heart attack. It's just like an anxiety attack. And like, you're gonna be fine. And like, just breathe in, breathe out. And like, don't let your emotions get the best of you. Mm. So yeah, just kind of seconding that you're, you're totally right. Like the, the, the better, the more literate you can be about your body and your feelings, the more you can, I don't know, like uh, put unnecessary energy into things or f- do unnecessary freakouts and just like give yourself a break, frankly. Yeah, for sure. And like, I mean, for me, I haven't struggled so much with anxiety attacks. It's been more like bouts of depression, but like it's it's pretty... I I feel like it's pretty similar in that, like, you know, now I'm able to kind of recognize the physical signs of it and like, yeah, it sucks. (laughs) Like, like I'm not saying it's like, I'm, I'm okay with it, but I'm like, uh, you know, like I know what this is. I know that if I just give it time, yeah, I do feel like I want to sleep all day. You know, maybe I should just let myself sleep all day for today. And like, you know, cause I know, in a day or two, you know, I'll, I'll be back to normal. I'll be back to baseline. Um, 
so yeah, that's awesome. And thanks, you know, I really do appreciate with you how, with how open you've been during this whole conversation about you, like your own kind of personal like struggles and stuff. I do really appreciate that. Yeah, no worries, man. That's what this is all about. We got to be honest, right? Right. Yep. And I mean, I think in a lot of ways, meditation is, is kind of about extreme honesty with yourself. You know, it's, it's, you're sitting down, you're kind of reflecting with yourself and, and yeah, it can be, it can be scary. Um, it can be scary to do it, but, but let's, uh, I know we are, we got about 15 minutes, so we should do a meditation really quick. Um, And, uh, yeah, let's, let's get scared. <laughs> <Meditate>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is spooky season. Yeah, it's Halloween time. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe that will be my new ad campaign for meditation. <laughs> it's like, it's, you know, Halloween's the perfect time to meditate. Cause spooky. it's scary, it's yeah. scary as hell. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Well, I think for today, um, yeah, why don't we just, you, you like to do the focus, focus on one thing. So why don't we f- focus on the breath today? Sure. Um, and I'll keep it about 10 minutes. Uh, well, maybe a little shorter because we are running close, uh, uh, running out of time. But um, yeah, I'll guide you through it. Uh, you're, you're in a comfortable seat? Yes. Cool. All right. For those of you who are listening, of course, you are more than welcome to follow along. Uh, Just if you're going to participate in the meditation, I would just recommend, yeah, sitting down in a comfortable chair um, or sitting down cross-legged on the floor, making sure that your posture is relatively straight but not tight. And you can feel free to meditate with your eyes open or closed, whatever is most comfortable for you. And at the sound of the bell... We will begin. So now we will place our awareness on our breath. Just noticing how our breath feels right now in this moment. There's no need to breathe in any particular type of way. Just breathe how your body wants to breathe. And if a thought or feeling arises and you're no longer focusing on your breath, just recognize that you've been distracted and bring your awareness back to the breath. And if memories from the past or 
plans for the future come up and grab your attention. Again, just recognize that you've been distracted and bring your awareness back to the breath. on your breath that is truly okay just recognize that you've been distracted and place your awareness back on the breath just a moment I will ring the bell ending our meditation session once I ring the bell I invite you to join me in a bow dedicating all the merit that we've accrued today to the benefit of all sentient beings Okay. So was that spooky for you, Zishan? <laughs> uh, it, it, you know, it actually wasn't that spooky. It was, it was, it was quite pleasant, you know? <laughs> That's good, man. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Any Anything about the experience you want to share? Or? Um, I'm just, you know, trying to think. Well, I guess, you know, right now I feel, I feel, I feel pumped up, you know what I'm saying? Nice. And I, nice. I did really appreciate the dedication to, you know, it's like if I, 
I'm probably going to pop outside too soon. And if I have any interactions with people, I'll, I'll carry that same feeling of like, you know, the merriment to really all sentient beings, you know, whether, whether someone likes it or not, that's what I'm going to be thinking. Of feeling, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like a classic, you know, uh, Mahayana Buddhist thing is yeah. you, um, you dedicate, you know, whatever, whatever you accrued for your meditation. And, and though I don't, I mean, I am a Buddhist, but I don't try to, you know, proselytize, but I do like to include that because so much, I know so much of meditating can seem like navel gazing, you know, in a lot of ways, Sure, sure. Uh, but I, I always like to just have that there as a reminder um, that, you know, we aren't just meditating for ourselves, you know, we're meditating for, for, to be better to everybody and everything that we meet. So I, th- I think that's important to keep in mind. Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, it's often, not always, but often when I, when I meditate, I'll, uh, and this is coming from a, a friend, uh, Jesse Israel, who's uh, a meditation teacher who, has directly and directly taught me a lot. But one thing he does that I I do appreciate is often when we meditate together, he'll be like, you know, think about someone in your life right now who's maybe been passed away and just like, and just like shoot them a beam, a beam of love. And so it's, it's cool because sometimes I think about that, but it's also cool to think about just like the group, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. and there's, these are all very beautiful ideas and, so anyways, I'll, I'll, I'll involve this into my practice, you know, what you just said. That's awesome. That's, that's really awesome. And, uh, again, thank you so much, uh, for being here and doing this with me. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think this is great <laughs> and I'm, I'm sorry, we got to wrap it up. Uh, you know, I, I felt like, you know, we could have, there's definitely more stuff I could have talked to you about. Um, but you know, that just means we'll have to do it again sometime. Yeah. 100% <laughs> man. But thank you, Zishan. Um, any last shout outs, any last plugs you want to give before we wrap this up? Uh, you know what? Why not? So next Branathon is happening October 15th to the 17th. Uh, for that one, we'll be helping a super cool company called Republic. Their website is republic.co. Look them up. Mm. Um, definitely the most advanced uh, company we've ever helped. So it's a big deal for myself and for the Brandathon community. Cool. Um, always interested in involving some new creatives. Uh, with, by that, I mean designers, copywriters, strategists. So if you're hearing this and you're mindful and you do one of those three things, like we want you. So cool. just, just apply for consideration at brandathon.io. And that's awesome. my plug. Awesome, man. Well, again, thank you so much uh, for being here. And uh, I'll see you soon, buddy. Uh, Have fun with your friends. All right, man. You be well. Take Take care. Take it easy. Goodbye. Bye-bye. This has been another episode of Meditating with Friends. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to learn more about my meditation teachings and programs, check out my website, jeremymcmindfulness.com. 